Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Once again, I want to thank everyone who's joined us, everyone who's participated, everyone who's listened, everyone who's done anything. In the past several years, uh, we have had almost six years of shows now. Uh, Mind-boggling when I think about it. Uh, We've been doing this show for almost exactly six years, and previous to this, um, there was the CDS Fastest 40 show that started back in 2008, I believe. So that ran for about a year and a half, and then this show eventually replaced it. We've had a lot of guests. Um, obviously, you know, some big names, guys like Geno Atkins. Uh, we've had guys like Emmanuel Sanders and uh, Joy Cabell and uh, Ricardo Lockett, and we've had, you know, guys who very often for no fault of their own didn't make it in the league. Uh, We had a terrific corner, uh, Robert Lane, from Michigan Tech a few years ago who was the talk of Michigan State's Pro Day, and uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, due to some things that went on, not getting great support from his coaching staff and some other things, he never really got the shot he should have. He you know, played some indoor leagues and things like that, but the guy was good enough to be a sixth corner on probably several rosters and just didn't get the shot. So this is the time of year where we look back at some of the guests we've had on, and we also take a look forward to some extent uh, to some of the things that have happened recently. Uh, Teddy Corwin, a past guest, had a great pro day. He had uh, a workout at Illinois State's campus and also had the opportunity to go to Northwestern's Pro Day, where he, in many ways, uh, though he's not quite as big a name as Dean Lowry, he had a very similar testing session. You know, Dean Lowry is a guy that some people have woke sort of woke up to, if you want to use that term recently. He had a great day, ran in the 4.8s. I think he did something like 25 or 26 bench reps. And... Uh, you know, tested well in terms of, uh, you know, change of direction skills. I mean, he's a guy that a lot of people, I think, have missed on, and I'm not sure why. Uh, He's, you know, a big kid, um, 6'4", 268, so he's got legitimate base end DN size. Uh, He's a guy that's strong enough to hold up. At in in man on the line of scrimmage, some people want to stand him up and try him at three four. But the the great thing about Teddy is super hard worker. He's a team leader, a guy that you know. Like I said, we had the great pleasure of having him. Uh, he was timed at four eight three, had a one six five ten yard split four four short shuttle, 
in the three cone. He was tied at 707, had a 9-1 broad, and a 29-inch vert. With the exception of the 29-inch vert, everything was above average. Uh, additionally, uh, we had Matt Shills on. He tested out as one of the most athletic corners, not corners, sorry, quarterbacks, uh, though some people want to see him work out at wide receiver or, or even defensive back, but one of the most athletic quarterbacks in the nation. Uh, same with Jason Vandeland, who also got his opportunity at Northwestern's Pro Day. Is that is that Daryl Virgie? Yeah, what's up, man? Oh, hello, Daryl. Um, did you have an update for us or something? Yeah, I did my uh, pro day. Uh, I did my pro day Wednesday. Mhm. How did things go? It was all right. It was just, you know. Uh... So, did you get uh, your workout numbers back from your pro day? Okay, well, we lost Daryl. But uh, Daryl is a guy that we've had on a couple of times, a terrifically athletic running back prospect from uh, Virginia University Lynchburg, a guy who's a heck of a story. Um, you know, talk about ups and downs. Uh, he's had some ups, he's had some downs, and, uh, you know, we've had an opportunity to talk to him a little bit in the past, and uh, it looks like Daryl's called back in. So we'll get an update from him, and then we'll be joined by our next guest. Uh, so, Daryl, uh, did you get your your numbers yet from your workout? Yeah, uh, yeah, I ran uh, I ran four three. My my broad jump was eleven eight. Uh, I did two twenty five thirty times. My short short. Wait, wait, hold on. Did you say thirty times? Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that would not only make you you know, one of the strongest running backs I've ever run across, but that would make you stronger than most of the offensive linemen in this draft class. <laughs> Somewhat, man. I want to see how I'm strong. Man. I got good endurance. That's that's crazy. Okay. Uh, keep going. Uh, yeah, my shuttle was 419. My L cone drill was a 6'8". Uh, because, uh, uh, you know, uh, I didn't get to uh, to do the vert, but my vert from the from the uh, my regional combine was a forty one and a half. And uh, yeah, I remember that you had a great day at your regional combine. Yeah, and that 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 was it really. But I had ran. The thing was, you know, a lot. I had got uh, calls from four teams right after it because you know the right. scout there. The scout there, he was cool, but at my pro day, it was cold and it was windy. It was like. I ran, I ran four three in the wind. Like it was no getting away from the wind. It was crazy. Man. Well, that that's fine. I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with that time. I don't care where you ran it, what you ran in. So, what teams? You said four teams reached out to you. What four teams contacted you, Daryl? Uh, the New York Jets, the Arizona Cardinals, the New York Giants, and the Washington Redskins. Oh, okay, okay. And did any of them bring you in for visits, or or they just asked for tape? Uh, well, the, you know, they want to get you know first. They want to get to know you know what kind of person you is. Uh, like it's crazy because when all the scouts call, they always talking the same thing, like asking me the same questions. Like, you know, they wanted to get to know me and who I was, and right. And but the Jets, the uh, I talked to, I talked to the Jets and the Giants and. The, the Washington Redskins on my phone personally, mm-hmm. and uh, so the Jets called my agent yesterday and told him, uh, you know, 
They're gonna invite me. They're gonna invite me to, you know, the uh, a private. They're gonna invite me to a private pro day, and uh, I'm still waiting for the call. Is he? They were supposed to call back yesterday, but uh, you know they, you know, ain't no telling when they are gonna call. The Giants called my agent today, and you know he he told my agent the same thing. They're gonna give me a day within, you know, a couple of days. And uh, the and the, the Washington Redskins said uh, they're gonna bring me in in two weeks because the GM of the Washington Redskins called my school and was talking to my coach for me, and you know, you know, everybody spoke highly about me. And Scott Scott Lewin. Called, called your school? Yeah, the GM, yes, and uh, the and the Washington Redskins, uh, the scout, I think his name was, like, Roger, and that's the guy I've been talking to, and he said, uh, you know, he liked everything I did, man, and he liked my story, you know, and he said he's going to bring me into the facility, sit down and talk talk to me, get to meet him, get to meet me in person, and he said I'm going to work out for him, and, you know, he said another things, but, you know, I'm just waiting. That's right now, I'm just waiting. Working out. Yep. What I would do in the interim is send off your um, your highlights, or or if you have some full games, I would send those off to those teams, just sort of keep you know to keep you in their mind. A lot of times, what you have to realize is there's a lot going on this time of year. So if you're an area scout or you're a director of college scouting or things like that, you have been all over the country in the last few weeks. You have been flying here to here to here to here from Pro Day to this day to regional combines, this, that, the other thing. And a lot of times, even if it's by accident, something can fall through the cracks. You forget something or, you know, you you, you, know, you thought you were going to schedule something, you forget to do it. So I would follow up or have, you know, your agent follow up, send tape, you know, send a nice note, you know, thank them for their time and for their interest in you. It's very important this time of year, you know, that you don't just sit back and wait because you have to realize, I mean, these guys have seen 400, 500, 600 players, some of them, in the past several months. And as impressive as your workout might have been, you've got to realize these guys are running on fumes at this point, right? They've been... They've been go, go, going since August, you know, going here, going there, going here, going here, you know, watching games and meeting with personnel and, you know, going to practices and meeting with coaches and meeting with strength coaches and, you know, going to regional combines and going to all-star games and all-star game practices. And so what I would recommend, like I said, is, you know, since you, you or your agent, whoever it is, gathered people's information, got their you know, email addresses, phone numbers, whatever, I would just, you know, like I said, send them off a nice note, thank them once again for their time and their interest, send out your tape, and say, look forward to hearing from you. And that might be the thing that jogs somebody's memory. Oh, that's right, Daryl Verges. I was supposed to have him brought into the complex on, you know, Tuesday or whatever, because things fall through the cracks. You know, you, have, you just have, I don't think people realize how busy it is for people that this is this is deep it's like they're Santa's elves, man, and they're you know trying to get all the toys you know packaged off and delivered. They've got two weeks basically. There's just two weeks left in their jobs, or at least the you know the first part of their jobs, and then as soon as the draft is over, in what I like to call the eighth round, which is probably where you're going to get where you're going to get your call, 
is in the priority undrafted free agent signing period. And that's, you know, obviously where things are going to get particularly crazy. And that's where you and your people have to decide. You know, you're, at that point, you're drafting the team instead of the team drafting you because once you get into the undrafted free agent signing period, you know, you've got to look at the offense and the roster and, you know, the contract status of some of the guys that are still on the team and who's got injuries at your position and all that other stuff. So there's a lot that goes on this time of year, a lot of work, you know. So now you know at least there's four teams that have a definite interest. If I were you, I'd be looking in depth at all four of those teams' rosters because when those phone calls come in right after the draft, you're going to need to know. Some guys go by the biggest signing bonus, but that's not always the best way to go. I mean, obviously, it's nice to get money. Money is money. But you're trying to have a career. So you want to balance whatever it is they're offering in terms of signing bonus with the actual opportunity to make the squad. So that's why it's important to learn the rosters of the teams that you know of an interest in you. So you have an advantage in that you know at least there's four teams that have a definite interest. I'd be looking at their depth charts at my position and figuring out, you know, like I said, who's coming off an injury, who's, you know, in the last year of their deal, who's, you know, you know, you know who's, who's the guy that I know I can beat out. Because you've got to figure out where to sign, what makes the most sense, not just, you know, who's giving you the most cash, though obviously money's nice. But, I mean, Tony Romo's a great example. He turned down about, a, I think, $20,000 in signing bonus with one team, the Saints, uh, to sign instead with the um, Cowboys because he looked at the quarterback situations and said, well, you know, I'm looking here at Chad Hutchinson, Quincy Carter, Drew Henson. You know, I think I got a better shot here. And sure enough, you know, he signed with the Cowboys. And even though he took less money, it was a better situation. He made the club and, of course, became the starter, despite the fact he's an undrafted free agent. If he'd signed someplace else, even though he might have gotten ten or twenty thousand dollars more in signing bonus, he might have been lost in the shuffle, ended up getting cut, right? So you've got to really study this. You've got to really study this because you're not just looking at, you know, locations and offensive schemes and things like that. But you should take those things into account as well. You've got to look long and hard at the roster. Where's the best fit for you in terms of your chance to play? So that's what you're trying to do. Yeah. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, and what you said, you know, is right. You know, I've been doing a lot of research on a couple, of, on these couple of teams that that's interested in me. Yes, you know, get to know the coaching staff, get to know what their likes and dislikes are. You know, I mean, the running back coach is somebody. You should be able to name the running back coach on just about every team in the league if you're trying to be a running back. Like mm-hmm. a lot of guys, they they don't really study the game the way they should. You should be able to say, oh, hey, Wilbur Montgomery, he's the running back coach with Cleveland. Hey, hey uh, Eric Studisville, he's the running back coach with, oh, um, that's um, Eric Bien-Ami. He's the You should know all the running back coaches in the league and what their backgrounds are and what they look for in a running back, right? Because, yeah. because when you are in that camp, you know, somebody's going to bring you in, whoever it is. You're going to sign with one of those teams. Not everybody looks for the same thing. You know, some people want to see a guy who's extremely aggressive at pressing the hole, you know, who a guy who stays to the front side of the way that the play is designed 
for just uh, an extra half second before he breaks it off to try to find, you know, hunt and peck, you know, something on the backside. Other guys don't care as much about that. And a lot of guys are super serious about blitz pickup. I, I know you've heard this a thousand times. You know, I can hear a thousand and one. Every running back in an NFL camp can run the football. The thing that decides more often than not if you get cut or not is how much you understand protecting the quarterback. That's the biggest, the biggest single thing that leads to guys sort of towards the back of that roster at the running back position not making it. And the other thing is contributing on special teams. If you can be a special teams contributor and you show you know how to protect the quarterback, those are two big things that will help you to hang around that league. So did you ever send back the um, – the questionnaire I sent you? Yeah, I did. You did? Okay, I thought you did. Okay, so you're one of the articles I'm going to knock out in the next couple of days, and can you do me a favor? Let me Actually, I can just write it down. You said that the teams that had indicated they wanted to bring you in were the Jets, Giants, and Washington. Where is it here? Okay. And you said there was a fourth team? Yeah, Arizona Cardinals, but they didn't, Cardinals. they're not talk, they're not really saying nothing how the other three teams are. Okay, got it. Well, obviously, in the case of uh, the Cardinals, they 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 found obviously their their bell cow back in David Johnson, who is an absolute monster, and you know they're filling in with you know Ellington and a few other guys. Johnson. And uh, I guess Chris Johnson has essentially become expendable. Oh, yeah, CJ2K. Hey, you know, it's a tough business, man. Like I said, it's a tough business. Uh, there's, there's, every time somebody gets their opportunity, that means somebody else is losing an opportunity. That's, that's, is a dog eat dog world. It is, is Darwinism at its finest. So, you know, you've got to be aggressive. You're going to walk in there and you've got to pick somebody up and say, I'm taking that guy's job. You know, and, you know, you could be friends, you know, in the locker room and you can whatever, but this is where it's, it's, not, this is where it's not college anymore. Because you, you are taking away another man's livelihood so you can feed your own. Now, it sounds cold, it sounds hard, and it is, but it's also the truth. There's only 53 roster spots. And there's only those six or whatever uh, 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 practice squad slot. And that's it. That's all. There's no more beyond that. So, you know, you can carry a couple of guys on injured reserve. But the fact is there's only a handful of jobs. And you've got to make it up in your mind that you're willing to pull it, drag it, (laughs) you know, Yank it out of another man's hands because they don't give up their jobs easily. People don't nope. walk away from, you know, <laughs> oh, man, you're awesome, Daryl. I'm just leaving. I'm going to pack my stuff up. That's not quite how it's going to work. It's not going to No, that guy's going to fight and scratch and claw. And, you know, he was there last year. He already has relationships, he already knows the playbook. So when you show up, you've got to catch up, you got to learn. You got to stay healthy, you know, get your rest, 
you got to show that you're, you know, like I said, contributor on special teams. You know, when, when they put you in those, those blitz pickup drills, you got to put a 240-pound linebacker on his back. You know, so that they're like, oh, oh, wait, who's that kid? He just laid out a Sam linebacker, just knocked him, knocked him butt over tea kettle. You know, you got you to do everything. You got to catch the ball. You got to cover punts. You got to do everything. And that's, that's how it is. You, you carve your way a place out in that, that very small club. A handful of people on the entire planet Earth will ever suit up in an NFL game. Tiny, tiny number of people will ever do it. And if you become one of those people, you will have beaten out thousands of people to get that opportunity. Thousands. Not hundreds. Not, in fact, hundreds of thousands of people wanted that, that opportunity that you got. So I'm glad you, you uh, gave me an update. I will be – I may uh, circle back with you just to make sure I have all the information correct before I publish. I'll probably be publishing something on you on this coming Tuesday. And you, okay. can, look, you can look for it on um, Nuts and Bolts Sports. Okay. Okay. So if you get any further updates, anybody else decides to bring you in, just let me know. Oh, I got you, man. I will. Okay, Daryl, keep up the good work. Uh, stay blessed. Stay healthy. All right, man. I appreciate it. Certainly. Talk to you soon. All right. Uh, Daryl Verges is obviously you know, one of our favorites. Third into the show, hardworking young man with an incredible story. Incredible story. <laughs> um, I don't know how else to say it. An incredible story. Uh, he's a guy that, that I, I look out for and I root for and, you know, hell of a fighter. Uh, no other way I can think of to put it. You know, the guy is, is out there fighting for, like I said, that, what's it called, the fight for 53? Uh, let me just hit on a few more pro day updates and um, let me see. See, just a few more things I want to make sure I touched on. Oh my God! Hello. Yeah, hello. Hello. Yeah. So, so, somebody was saying my name when I hung up. No, that's fine. I was just, I was just saying. <laughs> you are sorry. No, I was just, I was, I was just, I was just giving you an, an, an sort of an extroduction, sort of. T- I was talking you, okay. what we call talking you off in the business. I was just okay, telling okay. people a little bit about you and. How we, how you're sort of one of our favorites here, and and then I was about to transition for our next topic. So okay, well, <laughs> uh, my bad, man. That's okay. okay. No, no, it's okay, Daryl. I appreciate your e- how eager you are. Okay. Uh, keep up, keep up the good work. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Okay. Uh, so I was going to touch on a couple other players that we we've, we've had the great pleasure of discussing in the past. Uh, Andrew Williamson had a terrific, terrific pro day. Um, he worked out at Vanderbilt's pro day, and he measured at uh, six feet and three quarters, two hundred eight pounds, had a thirty-five inch vertical, ten four broad jump. Um, seven twelve, uh, seven point one two in the short in the uh, three cone, four point four two in the short shuttle, and looked great in the drills. I don't know if he'll be drafted, but he's a guy that will definitely be one of those, you know, what I call blue light specials, priority undrafted, uh, free agent signee. 
Uh, Stephen Choi is another guy who uh, I think will be drafted probably in the third day. Uh, Stephen Choi is measured at 6'4 and 5'8", 253. Uh, big hands, 10 and a half inches. He ran in the low 4'7s at his pro day, 32.5 inch vertical, 9'8 broad jump, uh, caught everything, long snapped a little bit. Uh, he's been a long snapper in the past. Uh, Stephen Weatherly is another guy that I believe will be drafted, sort of talking through some of the Vandy guys. Uh, Vandy players are almost always very well coached and also, for whatever reason, usually underestimated, with a few few exceptions. Another guy that I'm a little higher on than most is Devin Lucient of Arizona State, six feet, one inches tall, 222 pounds. Uh, at his pro day, was timed at 448, 34 and a half inch vertical, 99 broad, 13 reps on the bench, six nine six three co. And he's got pretty good hands. Uh, former member of that very deep and talented UCLA wide receiver core prior to transferring, one of those sort of rare in-conference transfers but a guy that I sort of long have kept my eyes on. Uh, A few other guys I think that are worthy of mentioning. A lot of people are are super excited or pretty excited about Peyton Barber. He's not a bad back, but I have a feeling that if it weren't for uh, this being sort of a top-heavy group of running backs, uh, Barber would be even more lost in the in the sauce than he is, but he's a guy that I once again think has a chance to be drafted day three and be part of a, a committee system of backs. He's, he's not untalented, uh, but I haven't spotted anything about him that's uh, particularly special, I guess would be the way that I would put it. Uh, a guy that I would like to also make sure I mention as another one of my blue light specials is Lafayette Pitts of Pitt, uh, 5'11", 190, timed at 4'44 and 4'47 in his pro day, had a 10'2 broad, a short shuttle of 4'27, three count of 6'81. That is a an excellent, <laughs> excellent three count. 21 reps, 21 reps at 225. At the very least, we're looking at a guy who should be a real contributor on special teams. And... I won't be shocked if he eventually finds his way into, you know, the you know, the the mix at his actual uh position. Uh Blake Countess is a guy that obviously people were very excited about when he was I think a four star when he came onto the campus originally at uh Michigan, transferred to the SEC and timed at four four six and four four nine, twenty one reps on the bench, thirty six five Vertical, uh, 10-2 broad. I have a late fifth-round grade on him, and I won't be shocked if he goes you know, that high or possibly higher. Uh, a few other guys I want to mention. Someone that I was a little more excited about a couple of years ago, and for whatever reason he seems to sort of fall off, off the face of the earth, uh, Terry and Cochran of Minnesota. He's 6'4 and 7'8", 350 pounds. He was a guy that I thought was going to end up being a terror. 
Um, I liked him at one point better than Shalik Calhoun. He did 21 reps on the bench, 37-inch uh, vertical, 10-1 broad jump. Uh, he's a guy who clearly could carry 12 more pounds and probably not lose anything. And I've heard the Patriots like him. And I know Minnesota, of course, obviously sort of the hometown team, has shown some interest in him as well. Um, unfortunately, Jimmy Bean is still not 100%. Um, he's a guy that's probably going to be either undrafted or drafted very late. But there were games where, you know, he looked, frankly, uh, more into it, in certain games at least, than Emmanuel Ogba, who's likely to go somewhere in the mid to late first. So I wish I had a better sense of exactly what kind of athlete Jimmy Bean is. You know, a lot of the the other guy I love that landed on Kim and Dodd might have been directed uh, Jimmy Bean's way if he'd just been able to stay healthy. So I'll be trying to get an update. To my knowledge, he still hasn't done a full workout. Uh, let's see. Defensive tackle Devontae Sigler of Jacksonville State. It's another member of my underappreciated team. Uh, he did 23 reps at the combine. Uh, he ran in the mid 4.8s to low 4.9s at his pro day and ran in the low 5s, I believe, if memory serves you correctly, at the combine. Uh, he did pull his hamstring at his pro day, so he wasn't able to, to finish the rest of the workout. But that's another guy that I believe is going to be a late day three selection. Morgan Burns, uh, speaking a little bit more of Oregon State, is a guy who's good. I mean, uh, Kansas State uh, is a been on the Big Twelve prospect, and a guy that I believe is going to be a terrific special teams player, and has the possibility of being more. It sort of remains to be seen. But there's a lot. Uh, to like about him, very, very quick, timed between 4.34 and 4.38. It is two times uh, that he ran the 40. Obviously, a guy who doesn't have amazing position tape, but, like I said, should give you some real bang for your buck in terms of uh, special teams. Terrific returner. Uh, James Bradbury has been discussed, uh, did an 11-foot broad jump, which is eight inches over what he did at the combine. Um, big, you know, big-bodied uh, corner and, you know, once again, a guy that I think people have definitely come around on. Uh, a guy that I used to be really a big fan of, who I still like, but you know, he had, had an injury-marred and uh, inconsistent senior season. Come on, Cartwright, 6'3 and 7'8", 243 pounds, ran in the high 4'6", low 4'7", at his combine. I mean, at his uh, pro day. He did 23 reps with 35-and-a-half-inch arms, super long arms, 34-and-a-half-inch vertical. And I'm kind of hoping against hope that uh, Joey Porter, 
puts in a good word for him, and he ends up, you know, maybe being a seventh round pick of uh, the Steelers. I still think they could use an additional infusion of talent at the tight end position, even though they do have the, uh, you know, Jesse James. I'm a huge Devon Johnson fan. He's some people call him a fullback. I think he's a, a big running back. Six feet and five eighths, two hundred and thirty seven pounds. I was timed at four three sorry, four six three. If he tried at four three, he'd think that'd be big news. Uh that is pro day, thirty three and a half inch vertical, nine five broad. Uh, unfortunately he's been dealing with a back injury. A little bit of a downer, but I still like him, and I still think he'll be probably another sixth or seventh round draft pick. Of guy, he'll be one of my blue light specials, as they say. Um, I'm a huge fan of Nelson Spruce. We got a, really a poor combine. I was told that he ran in the four, five, seven, four, five, eight, and faster. Some people had him in the low four fives at his pro day. And the point is, he's a really good player. You know, whether you buy pro day numbers, and pro day numbers always need to be, you know, taken with a grain of salt. But despite that, I'm just a a big, huge, big, giant fan of his. And I really believe somebody's going to get him in the seventh round or possibly even as an undrafted free agent. And they're going to be giddy when they realize just what they have. Uh, A guy with really good body control, really good route runner. Uh, Not a huge guy, but plays a little bigger than he is because he knows how to use his body to wall off a defender. Has good toughness. You know, your classic go-over-the-middle possession receiver. A lot of qualities in common with a guy like Jason Avant, who also wasn't a burner, though. Uh, Spruce is probably you know even a little less fast, uh, but that being said, there's a to me there's still a lot to like there, and um, like I said, guy I like, guy I'm continuing to like. Um, there's been some talk about Max Wittick the. Hawaii by way of USC quarterback, and it's because he's a tall guy with a good arm. Um, there's, He's an interesting guy just because he's, he's big and he can throw. Uh, it'd be nice to see, you know, people, I, I don't know. <laughs> what, I think there's better guys, I guess, for lack of a way of putting it. I think there's better players out there. Um, and for whatever reason, people focus on, you know, whatever. Um, a few other guys I want to make sure I mention Hunter Sharp uh, is a guy that unfortunately didn't test super explosively at Utah State's Pro Day but was timed between 4.51 and 4.57 4.14 short shuttle 7.08 three cone but a, just a 31 inch vertical and a 9.5 broad so you know he's not super explosive uh, Kyler Frackle mostly stood on his combine numbers, did 16 bench reps, um, 4-3-1, short shuttle, 7-2-4, three count. He's a big kid, 6-5, and 
an eighth and I think 248 pounds. Uh, Devontae Robinson, another wide receiver with really great speed, uh, very straight line-ish and probably more of a special teams guy than an actual full-time player, but 6'1 and 8th, 199, 4'3'3 and 4'3'1 in his 240s, a 38-inch vertical, 10'8 broad, short shuttle and 4'3'6, 3 cone and 7'3'1. So, you know, not super quick, but fast. Uh, my guy, Chucky Keaton. Um... 6'1", 206, 4'65", and 4'68", 32-inch vertical, 9-foot broad, short shuttle and 4'43", 7-cone and 7'21". Uh, also was a very good baseball player for those who followed his, his high school career. Um, probably a guy who will still get brought in as a, you know, as they say, a quote-unquote camp arm. Uh, Weber State has a corner that uh, made my... Honorable mention, all FCS team, Devontae Johnson, 5'10 and 3 quarters, 180, timed at 4'5", 4 and 4'5", with an explosive 41-inch vertical, 11-foot broad. Uh, did the short shuttle in 4'2'6", 3 cone in 6'9'6", 15 reps on the bench. And like I said, there's something, there's some things there to like about him. I touched briefly upon Teron Beckham, and, you know, he's essentially, you know, a classic workout warrior. Uh, 36 bench reps, 447, 44.5-inch vertical, 11-foot broad, um, you know, super explosive athlete. Uh, didn't play college football, did play high school football, was a personal trainer. And he's essentially, you know, as raw a prospect as you could ever want to see. He's, as I said, you know, extremely explosive powerful but you essentially we talked about almost like with uh, last night a little bit with Jared Hay we talked about uh, a little bit with uh, you know guys like um, you know um, you just have to worry a little bit about um, some of these guys you know, who sort of come out of a situation like, like Beckham's. Uh, he is, I mean, I, I, I frankly wouldn't spend a draft pick on him despite the fact he's an amazing athlete. I would, however, probably bring him in as a undrafted free agent, particularly if I, once again, I mean, as a guy that it might be a possible special teams contributor. Uh, theoretically, he's a running back. I just think there's so much, you know, that you have to get done um, by the time you show up into an NFL camp, that's going to be difficult to make up all that ground. Uh, who just hopped on with me from the great state of Ohio? Joined by someone. That'd be me. Oh. oh okay. Oh. Ah. Okay. I wasn't expecting you. 
Uh, I was talking a little bit about Toronto. Instead. We also got an update from Daryl Vergis, friend of the show. Uh, Daryl has had contact from four NFL teams. Uh, he was contacted after his pro day by the New York Jets, the New York Giants, Washington, and the Arizona Cardinals. And he said the, the first three teams uh, had the greatest interest in him with the Cardinals, you know, they, saying they liked him, but they were unlikely to bring him in. But those are the other three teams are, are possible landing spots for Daryl as, as an undrafted free agent. Uh, he ran in the low four threes outdoors at his uh, pro day, had a 41-and-a-half-inch vert. Uh, I don't remember all of his numbers, but super explosive kid, basically. I mean, if you know anything about Daryl, you know he's – one of the fastest, one of the most explosive running backs in this draft class. Uh, he's just raw, and he's an older prospect because of his rather, well, complex life story, I guess is the best way I can think of to put it. But um, some, I'm sort of going through some of the guys who kind of, quote, unquote, fell through the cracks. Terry and Cochran, as I mentioned earlier, was one of, at one point one of my favorite uh, edge guys in the Big Ten, and then he just basically had a really bad senior year for lack of a better way of putting it, but he still is one of the more impressive. I mean, he's physically more impressive than a guy like Spence. He's physically more impressive than a lot of guys in the draft class, but he definitely will need to figure out why it is he didn't produce in his in his last year, and he's the kind of guy that you, you'll be taking later rather than earlier. Uh, a couple of other guys I just wanted to make sure that I touched upon did Darren Peterson have his pro day? Darren Peterson, I believe, did. And let me see if I can give you his results. Um, yeah, because he was at uh, Liberty's pro day and caught balls from your friend and mine, uh, our few, uh, past guest, um, Mr. Uh, Josh um, Woodrum. Oh, yeah, John Lunsford, speaking of pro day results, John Lunsford had a really good pro day at, um, what do you call it, at their pro day as well. Uh, also, your friend Jacoby Green uh, had a good pro day. And the Jets, not Jets, sorry, Giants. Giants showed some interest in him. Same stadium, wrong team. Uh, what about Craven? Uh Did... Did you like yeah. his numbers at his pro? Thing? Well, I mean, you know, obviously he didn't have a fantastic 40 time, but everything else was solid. Uh, let's see. What about his three cone? Did he yeah, every, still have that? Yeah, everything else was good. Well, like I said, everything else was solid. He just didn't have a great 40. Oh, um, what was another, the, what'd he run? Uh, okay, hold on. I'm, I was looking at one player. Give me a second. Um, plus, I was about to talk about somebody else. Let me just finish the guys I was discussing first. Uh, another past guest, Jake Payne, the Payne Train, uh, had uh, two uh, opportunities to show off his uh, his wares, and the Green Bay Packers uh, showed an interest in him. 
he went to William and Mary's Pro Day, and he was also at Richmond. But yes, you were asked about Darren Peterson and Travon LeBlanc. Okay, let me get back to. I actually reported on Cravon previously, but let me see. I'll go back and look it back up. Um, I know he ran in the high four fives in terms of the 40. Uh, that's not too bad, but that's no, not, not what he was aiming for at all. That's not all, but it's not, here it is. Um, he weighed in at 5.9 and 7.8, and, oh, wait, take it back. Um, I guess they listed his his official, well, unofficial officials at 4.62 and 4.64. Uh, nine six two nine six broads, um, good bench number twenty one bench reps thirty four inch vertical a nine one um, broad um, sorry that's not that's broad jump um, what was oh that's his hand size nine feet one eighth uh, seventy one inch arm span I believe yeah here we go yep um, yeah. Uh, tw- yeah, 29 and a uh, quarter inch arm length, uh, 21, yeah, 21, that, the most impressive number was his 21 bench reps, he's strong. Uh, like I said, he ran, he did two nine six broads, um, his 40 times were 462, 464, 415, uh, short shuttle, 688, three cone, which is solid. Which is the third fastest? No, wait. They had a lot of fast three cones. They had fourth fastest, I guess. They had a lot of fast three cones at that pro day. Um, at that same pro day, Bo Richter ran a six six four. Jensen Stoshak ran a six six five. Sherrod Neesman ran a six seven eight. And Eric Rawls tied to him with a six seven eight. Cravon came up behind him. A lot of fast three cones. Um, at that particular event. Let me see. Who else had a really good day? Obviously, Bo Richter, everyone's already talked about, you know, 6'4 and a half, 227 pounds, 32 and 5 eighths inch arms, um, 9 and a quarter inch hands, 39 inch vertical, 17 bench press reps, a 10-11 broad, 10, uh, well, he did a 10-7 and a 10-11. 441 and 451 at his 240s, 409 short shuttle, 6643 cone, and 11.12 long shuttle, the 60 yard shuttle, which most people don't even do, but he did and did very well. Um, let me see, who else had a really good day there? Trevon Coley uh, measured in at 304.61 on the nose. Uh, 32 and a half inch vert, only 16, no, sorry, 22, 22 bench reps, and it's, sorry, 29 and a half inch vert, 8.8 eight broad, 8.9 broad, so his best broad was 8.9, he ran 4.94 and 5.09, so 4.94 with the wind and 5.09 against it, uh, 4.23 short shuttle, 7.13 three cone, which is a good three cone for, sorry, 7.11 three cone, which is a really good three cone for a 304 pound dude. You don't see too many three hundred pounders with a, with a seven one one three cone. That's really good for a three hundred four pound guy. Uh, let's see. 
strongest person there was Brandon Bryant, six uh, two and five eighths, two hundred eighty nine pounds, thirty one and a half inch arms, uh, ten and a quarter inch hands, twenty inch vert, thirty eight bench press reps, nine foot broad, nine three. So he did a nine foot and nine three broad. Um, he did a four eight five and a four eight one in the forty, which is pretty good for a two hundred eighty nine pounder. A four two four shuttle and a seven one six three comp. So Brandon Bryant had a pretty good day. Uh, Stoshak, six feet and a quarter inch, one ninety nine, uh, nine inch hands, thirty three inch vert, twenty one bench reps, nine five broad jump and a nine ten broad jump, four six two, four six two. So he's ran two four six twos. When things got more impressive for him, were in his yeah, shuttles okay four one three. Um, which is actually, you know, pretty good. There were two people who ran ridiculous short shells with three cones. Uh, Borichter ran also. Well, I'll get to him in a second. Um, then he had a six six five three cone, eleven six um, uh, sixty yard shuttle. But Sherrod Neesman, man, this guy is quick. Not a great forty time, but his other numbers are really impressive. Sherrod Neesman, five eleven and a quarter, two hundred and six pounds. Uh, he had 37-inch vertical, 25 bench reps, 10-8 broad, uh, a 4.56 and a 4.64, so 4.56 with the wind, 4.64 into the wind, you know, against the wind, a 3.99 short shuttle. That's one of the fastest short shuttles I've seen this year. <coughs> There's only a handful of people who who break for 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 uh, inch for inch for uh, seconds. And a six seven eight three cone, eleven six five, uh, long shuttle, uh, sixty yard shuttle. <coughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to, uh, I'm gonna have to bump up Sherrod Neesman. That's a super impressive set of change of direction numbers. And he had a pretty good Tropic Bowl also. He's an interesting guy, an interesting player. So, you know, big ups to Sherrod Neesman. Everyone's talking about Bo Richter, obviously, you know, I understand it. But Sherrod Neesman's day was pretty darn close. The Saints really liked him too. So, yeah, that's a guy to... Keep your eye on. And I and this is a you know, a safety class that many people aren't really impressed with. I could see Neesman getting drafted. Day three. Because there's not a lot of really athletic safeties. He's two hundred and nine pounds and strong and very explosive. You know, so I wouldn't be surprised if he stayed right in the state. I know that um, there's a lot of love for him around the Dolphins building. And uh, LeBlanc worked out for the San Diego Chargers. And so, despite the fact that he didn't have the world's greatest 40 time, there are still some teams that are interested in him. And Brandon Bryant, to me, is a guy that 
probably a priority undrafted free agent, but there's some good players at FAU. I mean, don't don't get it twisted. There's I think there's probably three draftable players and at least two priority undrafted free agents on that roster. <coughs> Cravon's uh, on that sort of draftable bubble. Neesman, I think, definitely gets drafted. Boringer's a guy that well, he's not really an FAU player, but he's a guy that has a sh- on that draftable bubble. I think Coley and Bryant have a legitimate shot to get drafted. Yeah, that's a pretty pretty decent bunch of guys at that uh, that place. Uh, a couple other guys, sort of, I wanted to make sure I mentioned. Um, some of the guys who sort of, I don't know, where they fall into the cracks or maybe haven't received the level of, of you know, attention or love or whatever you'd like to uh, like to denote. Um, as I mentioned, you, since you mentioned Liberty, um, we've had, obviously, Josh Woodrum on the show before, and... Uh, there have been a couple of teams that have been interested in him. Uh, he measured 6'3 and 18, 225 pounds. Uh, he had a really good pro day. Uh, the Detroit Lions uh, brought him in for a private workout, and the Atlanta Falcons also worked uh, Josh out. John Lunsford, um, who I think will end up getting drafted, uh, not only did he place kick, which of course is what he's you know, wasn't all American at the FCS level doing, but he also punted. He also had a 29-inch vertical and 9-9 broad jump, if you're interested in that. Measured at 6-1 and 3 quarters, 213 pounds. And Darren Peterson, 6-1 and 3 eighths, 204. Ran a 4-5-7 against the win, a 4-4-5 or so with the win, 35-inch vertical, 10-2 broad jump. Short shell in 4-6-2, a 7 0 uh, three cone, only nine reps on the bench, but caught the ball really well. And once again, a guy is likely to be a priority undrafted free agent. Um, Tyler Higby couldn't do the runs at his pro day because he recently had a scope, but he did do 18 bench reps and is about 70, 75% recovered from his surgery. He's a guy I really like, and I think somebody's going to draft him day three. Uh, Prince Charles Aurora, not similar to Cravon LeBlanc, only way faster. Uh, 5'9 and 7'8, 192 pounds. Ran a 4'3'2 and a 4'3'6 at a 38 and a half inch vertical, 10'8 broad. Did a short shell in 4'5'2 and a 3 cone in 7'1'2 and did 25 bench reps. 25. <laughs> That's a lot of bench reps for a 192 pound cornerback. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with him. Uh, there are some teams that, you know, might want to even see him work out at free safety. What's with the, you know, as you, you know, the trend towards moving a lot of uh, a lot of guys who've played corner to, uh, you know, to safety because everybody wants coverage, 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 coverage. Uh, 
But, you know, once again, we're talking about a guy who's somewhat raw, but terrifically, terrifically athletic and, uh, like I said, underestimated. I mean, I think people have definitely slept on him. He's more athletic, more explosive, but definitely raw. Uh, so he's the kind of guy that I still think probably is on that bubble, could go in the seventh, but probably more unlikely a priority on drafted free agent, but a, a darn good player. But just, you know, not – he's not ready to go out there and start. More of that uh, special teams, you know, the sixth kind of safety. You know, so as excited as I am about him, I still think he's sort of like on the bubble. Uh, a lot of people have been talking about Jake Rudock. Uh, he has drawn interest from the Patriots, Lions, Ravens, Vikings, and Dolphins. He's definitely a guy who's benefited from the uh, Harbaugh effect, I guess is how which I describe it. People are automatically intrigued by any quarterback that Harbaugh touches nowadays, and he certainly has some some good qualities. Um, I'll touch on a couple more guys. Keenan Reynolds, unfortunately, has been nursing a hamstring, but he was able at Navy's Pro Day to measure in at 5'9 190. He had a 37-inch vertical, a 10-foot broad, did 15 reps, uh, then tweaked his hamstring by running a 4.5740, and he did do a little bit of a positional workout at quarterback, running back, defensive back, and slot receiver. Some people think he's a slot. He might be uh, you know, a nickelback. Sort of remains to be seen, but somebody's going to give him a shot. Illinois State has a bunch of really good football players. Uh, I talked a little bit earlier about about uh, Teddy Corwin, who I think is a guy who could be drafted late. Uh, Boom Perkins is the smaller of the you know defensive uh, line tandem there, but. Uh, he had to battle once again a bulky hamstring, but he was able to post a 37-inch vert, a 10-1 broad jump, did a 4-3-2 short shuttle, 6-8-2, three cone, 21 reps on the bench, and of course he'd be expected to move to linebacker at the next level. Trey Robertson measured at six feet two oh five, 37 and a half inch vertical, 10-1 broad, 14 bench reps, and most people projecting him to free safety. Josh Birch, 5'11", 184 corner. Ran four five one with the wind, four six five against it, forty one inch vertical, ten ten broad, four three four short shuttle, seven one three three cone, thirteen bench wraps. Another guy who's likely to be a undrafted free agent, and of course the most well known prospect at Illinois State is Marshawn Coppridge, five eight and two oh seven, thirty nine inch vert, nine six broad, four four two short shuttle, six nine three cone, and you know, a powerful, super productive person. Uh, some people have compared him or attempted to compare him to, uh, you know, um, Reese Jones-Drew. He's not, well, he's not quite that fast. He's not quite that strong. But I, you know, I can see why people want to bring it up.
And uh, speaking of corners that I'm a big fan of, I want to mention Richard Leonard, another member of my underappreciated team. He is small, 5'7 and 3 quarters, 175. I, I root for him because he's almost exactly the same size I was when I was 22. Um, he ran a 4'5", 2 and a 4'4", 35-inch vert. I was a 34-inch vert, so very similar, except he's faster. Uh, 10-foot broad, I think, has got me by about, 10 inches there. Uh, short shell in 425. I'm a, I was about there in the short shell, but he's faster than me in three count. He did uh, a 6'9. I think my best was probably about a 7'17. Seven, um, once again, probably a priority M dash free agent, nickelback type. Um, and then one other player that I was about to mention is another friend of the show, Jonathan Woodard. A enormously underrated player, uh, six four and seven eight, two seventy one. Did the forty and four eight eight and four eight nine. Thirty four inch vertical, nine nine broad jump, four four short shuttle. And this is a really good three cone for a man his size. A seven oh eight three cone did twenty eight bench reps. I don't know why he wasn't at the combine. I'm I feel strongly he will be drafted, and I think he's going to see snaps early in his NFL career. He is a, an effective, powerful pass rusher. And if you're looking for sort of an NFL comparison, he's fairly similar to um, a guy named Ryan McBean who came out of uh, Oklahoma State a few years back and frankly got overdrafted. Um, this will not be the problem with Jonathan Woodard. He's going to be drafted very late most likely, but he's a player. And I, I could, I'll be shocked if he doesn't have a nice NFL career. So... Uh, this was just a quick little update show, and we will have this coming week uh, a full raft of guests to include Michael Eubank, one of my favorite quarterbacks, working on getting Matt Johnson, another one of my favorite quarterbacks, working on getting da- uh, uh, Dalen Williams, another one of my favorite. We're trying to get my last few favorite quarterbacks and then toss in uh, maybe a DB or two to round things out, or I don't know, we'll see. But... Um, we will have a full, our last sort of full prospect show because the week after that will be the Draft of Palooza show. So I thank you all for your time, your attention, and your talents. It's been a pleasure. I will do this again in one week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.